Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and have give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to Helping of Happiness, episode number 86. We have a great guest on today telling us all about her experience with playing fun family games. She's the creator of the Instagram page, fun.family.games, and she's going to tell us all about some really fun ideas for how to play board games with really big groups, what games are great. Um, She's also going to teach us how to incorporate games regularly into our family life, what they do, and then she has really, really, really fun game suggestions. So I can't wait for you to meet Megan. For our audience, this is Megan Hess, and Megan is my sister-in-law. We are married to brothers, Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited because I love the traditions that you have in your family, and I think it's perfect for this time of year when we're having more family together time and have a little more downtime to do things that maybe we kind of want to do. Yeah, you got to fill those Christmas vacation days and all of that when the kids are being crazy and home and bugging you. Right, with something. (laughs) Something. Especially if it's cold outside and you need some indoor ideas, right? Yes, yes, yes. So Megan, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Okay, well, we have four kids. Um, The youngest is almost two, and then we go up to 12, three boys and a girl. And yeah, we just love playing games and spend a lot of time doing it. And yeah, we just find a lot of joy in it. Okay, so you've got a new Insta page, and it's yes. all about, tell us what it's all about, and kind of your idea of why you wanted to start it, and everything. And it's brand new, so I'm really excited that you're doing this, so I wanted to just share it with everybody. Thank you, yeah, it's I it's mostly for our family to document the games that we love, and we have a lot of people who are always asking us for recommendations on games, and what games are good for kids, and for families, and Sometimes I even forget the ones that we've enjoyed playing. And so it's just kind of a way for us to document the games that we love and our experiences playing them, as well as kind of some tips and ways to alter some of the rules to the games to fit different ages and which games are good for big groups and small groups and individual, with, you know, one-on-one time with kiddos. And yeah, just, just a way to keep track of what we love and our experiences with games. So let's go back to the beginning because I know you guys started with games like very f- early, early on in the marriage, right? Or even engagement. How far back does this go? I just, so I guess also for our audience, you guys have been married like what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. 15. Okay. Okay. So it's far back enough that I don't remember because I just feel like you've always been in the family. So <laughs> remind us a little bit about all that. Yeah, we've, I mean, I've loved games. I owned a couple games that I'd play with my college roommates. And, um, and then I, I found some today that I had written my name on, you know, so my roommates wouldn't steal them. And then when Nathan and I met and got engaged, he wrote his name, Nathan and Megan. So they were 
<laughs> they do our games, not just mine anymore. And yeah. And then when we were, I think it was when we were first married, we didn't have a ton of money, but we still wanted to kind of have some fun date nights. And so we happened to live by a Toys R Us. And so for our date night every week, we would go to Toys R Us and look at the games and we'd pick one out for about 10, 15 bucks. And that was, you know, and then get a cheap dinner and take that game home and play it. And then we would write in the box, you know, when we got it. And we have some random ones, like we have a Donald Trump game that we bought, like Apprentice, <laughs> and just some random kind of different ones. But it was, you know, it was cheaper than going to the movies or about mm -hmm. the same but it was something that we had and that's how we started our collection for our family is from those date night games. And we still do that even as a family. The other day we had the kids rake leaves and they earned some money. And instead of going bowling, we went to a toy store and they picked out a game and we came back and played it. That is, I love that idea because a movie, I mean, movies are really super fun, but I mean, a movie is just kind of a one time event where you get a game, you can use that over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've we've had a fun time and we try to find some obscure ones and things based on our interests individually. We'll take turns choosing when it's just Nathan and I. And yeah, it's it's been a fun way to kind of mix up date night. We do enjoy just sitting and watching a movie and not having to think too. But we do it's <laughs> kind of like pick something and just have that and, and remember, oh, remember when we went, you know, we went and got dinner and got this. And yeah, it's been a really fun tradition. So how much of this time are you involving the kids and how much is it just you and Nate playing the game um it, I mean mostly it's the kids um now um every now maybe every couple of months my mom will have to take the kids for a sleepover and we tend to have a board game tournament with just the two of us um but most of the time we just find it so much fun to involve them especially as they're starting to get older and and yeah we we Play, play a game pretty much daily and we tend to involve the kids almost most of the time that's so awesome okay so how do you like so do you find all your games just kind of at Toys R Us or do you go like garage sailing or what's your way of getting them the most yeah it games are expensive I mean especially some of the the nicer ones and you know they can range you know 20 up to 40 bucks for some games and so that doesn't really work for our budget so what I do is I go to thrift stores and, you know, at our local desert industries here, they have games I try to go about once a week and they're, all their games are $2. Oh my gosh. I need to yeah. send you to get me games. Totally. <laughs> it's, like, it's so great. And I keep the sticker on it so I can remember, but you have to be careful because some of them might have not have all the pieces and right. some, so I, I, you have to take some time looking through them, but I've even found like if there was a game I really wanted that was $2, but like, like I collect scenic games back mm -hmm. when that cooler but um but missing <laughs> who has a dvd player anymore but, but before like i i noticed that the cd was missing but i would go on ebay and actually you can find game pieces for pretty cheap on ebay um so that's been a way that i've supplemented and then the facebook marketplaces just local garage you know online garage sales people will sell games for about five bucks is what I, i'm willing to pay for a game from someone and yeah that's kind of the way we've built and then any any black friday or super sales that involve games i'm all over those and i always check the clearance sections at like the grocery store um smith's around us has a lot of markdowns on games and I stockpile those even if we own them I, I stockpile them for birthday present gifts for the kid because that's kind of our our signature gift that's, and, that's such a good idea 
Yeah, because you can find like I yeah I, I you know I don't want to spend more than ten dollars on a on a present and that sometimes if you know if you're getting like a Lego thing it's like this tiny little thing yes, but it gets, it's like four Legos for thirty bucks and you're like yeah it's a giant box and and then the parents are always pumped about you know they're like oh that that was a great gift and so it's it's been a fun way so whenever I see them on clearance I buy them and I either save them for my kids or for gifts for other people so just always looking. That is such a good idea. I'm going to be on the hunt now, especially, yeah. I guess, if there's, do you have some in mind that you know that you're always kind of looking for, or do you just kind of see what's around? Yeah, I mean, I see, I mean, I, I collect Monopoly games and Scenic games, and so I'm in Trivial Pursuits. So okay, I'm always, so how many Monopolies do you have? 27. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them. I we don't play it very often, and and because it gets a little intense. But I just love the game, and they make they bring me so much joy, and so it's fun. <laughs> you just the, at the thrift stores, you tend to find like it's like the old ladies that have had these games in their house for you know forty right. years, right? And they get them and yeah, we I found some super obscure ones, and it's it's really fun like to actually collect these ones that we might not play, but I get to look at, and they make me happy. <laughs> So tell me, tell us some of the names, because I know some of them are hilarious, because I remember you have this great game closet. You turned one of your closets downstairs into mm-hmm. a closet just for your games, and it's like floor-to-ceiling. It's super, super awesome, and you have them all organized, and, but tell me some of your, isn't Horseopoly, like one of them or something like that? Yep. Yeah, we've got Horseopoly, we've got Bass Fishing Monopoly, oh. <laughs> you know, the classics, just in some <laughs> random the one I don't own that I really want is, I think it's Monopoly for Millennials. And it's like, everybody wins. Like everyone gets prizes often. It's just kind of a tongue in cheek one, but I don't own that. But we have, yeah, we have Cheaters Edition and just a bunch of all like the, like Frozen and just kind of, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And, but my, the best Monopoly game, hands down, is Monopoly Empire. Um, it's different than regular Monopoly because you have little kind of, little tracks that you fill and and so you're not building houses you're not so any property you own goes in this little slidey um thing and 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 they have a the ones that are more expensive are bigger in width and so so it takes it's less time to play and it's a much simpler version um and, and they have different brands like monopoly and xbox and fun things like that so that's that's my favorite monopoly game to play especially if kids are involved because they lose interest quickly when we're playing regular monopoly but the empire is so much simpler and the denominations of money are simpler it's a really fun game yeah i'm gonna have to look for that one i haven't even yeah. heard of that before yeah it's not very well known we actually have two different versions of it but it's really it's just it's so smart because you just it's it's and then you can steal properties from each other pretty quickly and so it just the game moves quickly and it changes and it doesn't take maybe takes 20 minutes 30 minutes to play oh yeah that's the kind of monopoly i want with my kids because it can go on all day brains to to understand because it the more expensive it is the longer it is and the more it fills up in your in your little reserve so yeah it's a great one for kids and for families so how's the competitive this between you and the family or like you and Nate <laughs> is it hard like are you both super competitive in these games or well, do you yeah. just have goodwill or you go head to head like I mean there's a little bit of that I I always joke every time I say if this doesn't if we don't do this I'm gonna flip tables like that's my joke that I never have <laughs> flipped the table but I'm always like mom don't flip the table but yeah. <laughs> 
we don't tend to be super competitive. It's more the kids are fighting because somebody cheated or you know, right. everything has to be fair. And that's not how board games work. And so I feel like it's a good teaching thing that yeah. not everybody wins and that things aren't always fair, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't get too crazy actually, which I think is probably why we like it so much, but oh, there's always fighting, but it's mostly <laughs> but it's mostly the kids at least it's not in the marriage so that's a win no yeah we we support it like we have our games like I love Monopoly but I've never won against Nathan and okay what is the deal with the Hess boys and Monopoly I I don't know they have like Warren play Monopoly we played 14 times he won 13 times in a row and then I finally won and he won't play with me anymore because I beat him one time I'm like You've yeah. got to be kidding me. This is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. And I, it, it's so important to me to win, and I've never won. And I just, I think that's why I want to keep playing someday. <laughs> like, the odds are that I have to win at some point. But, no, I have never won. And yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty good at things. And, yeah, it's it gets crazy. But someday. Okay, so me and you need to play, and I'll let you win. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I can maybe yeah, let it go for a while. But someday I hope to win. I can't wait. Well, and I know another brother and sister-in-law that we have have had like a huge marital like feud over their Monopoly. So they banned Monopoly from their house because they got in the biggest fight playing Monopoly when they were first. It was like a little drama, but yeah, we've seen that too much around here. It's mostly trying to mediate the kids fighting, but yeah. Oh, that is so hilarious. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so what are your, what are, do you have some other favorites that you love to play? Yeah, totally. We, I mean, and it just depends on what, how much time we have to play, who's playing, um, if, kind of our go-to, like, nightly games that we play are just kind of quicker card games. So how do you put that in your routine? Because I know you've got sports practices, and you've got all these other things going on. Do you, like, before bed, do a game, or what, like, tell us how that all fits in try to be intentional about it. I mean, if, if, if we only have like usually cause Jordan goes to bed about an hour before the older kids or baby does. And so that gives us an hour of toddler free time and the, <laughs> I'm not trying to eat yeah, I'm not destroy the board game. And yeah. So it, we, we usually have, that's, that's our time usually in the evenings kind of, you know, everyone's eaten and had their homework done and activities are done and, and, you know, games, a lot of these games that we play take 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. and that's just, we just have to make the choice. Like it's not always smooth and sometimes it's crazy and we wish that we hadn't, but uh, <laughs> we, just try to, we just try to be intentional about it and say, this is important. Nobody has their phones out. Nobody has any technology. It's our family sitting around this table playing games even if it's for 10 minutes and we kind of made them and now they kind of beg what are we going to play tonight and what's and you know and then we 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 all know that on Sundays that's when we have more time on Sundays and holidays we tend to get to play the longer games and and spend the whole day playing games and that's those are the days I treasure it's 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 so much fun and we always have snacks because that helps as well oh yeah bag of candy and yeah everybody gets to get some chocolate and that always helps but yeah it's it just depends we just tailor it to how much time we have but we just try to make it a priority for our family time like that's how we connect I think that's so cool so how do you decide who gets to pick what you guys are playing yeah yeah yeah. we we 
when we have more time, like on a Sunday or um, a, fam a, a holiday, we usually rotate. Everyone gets to pick one that we play. Um, but just for the nightly games, we try to just take turns one night someone picks. I mean, the consensus is pretty they're not far off from each other so which surprises me for how many games that you have it I is. would think everyone would want something different because that's how movie it's, night it is at our house totally yeah no it's I know I mean truth is you know we have over 300 games and we maybe play 10 regularly you know oh, it's nice. not it's not a big and so most of them are either collectors or things we play on different occasions but I mean our top games right now are Grandpa Beck's games the cover your assets and skull king we also have golf but they're our favorites and everyone chooses those right now because they're you know they're about 20 minutes to play and everyone understands it and it's quick and it's fun and it's exciting and we I mean especially they love skull king because there's there's betting and they get to pull that little fingers and say yo ho ho and put out their bet <laughs> Thing. We have not played that one. We have got to play it. That's the best for families. Like that is so much fun. It's it's really fun. So it gets it gets kind of crazy. But yeah, they, we surprisingly there's not a ton of arguments and yeah. But we just try to. You picked last night. Let's let you know Corey have a turn tonight. And but lately it's been a lot of cover your assets and skulking and these card games that are a little quicker. That's I love the card games we. Well, actually, this week we have been a lot, but almost every single day Mia wants to play Uno. So I'm like, okay, great. Uno is really quick, especially yeah. with two people. Yeah. That thing is not sick. a lot to get out and put up. Yes. Yeah. Phase 10, one of my favorites, but it takes a long time if you're going through all those. Take up for all the phases, for sure. Yeah, we, and we tend to like shorten games like Skippo. We like that too, but we, you know, the, the pile is shorter. And yeah, we just kind of, and, or like on Skulking, it has, technically 10 levels that you play through but we start at level three and so we just kind of depending on we know we have 20 minutes we know so we try to tailor it to you know so we can the still play, play it a little differently so it's not we're not up till 10 every night that is such a good idea okay so i want you to tell everybody about your new year's game tournament that you guys put together because luckily we just happened to have a last minute trip up to utah last new year's and got to be there for this and it was super super fun and i just thought it was a great idea of how to do games when you have a huge group of people because there's tons of people mm -hmm. in the Hess family with our husbands being you know there's seven kids in their family and so everyone's got kids and it's just loads of people yeah. and it's hard to play one game when you have 50 people or whatever 30 and I don't I, know lots of people I've done this with a church youth group I did it with my church youth group and it's a great way to mingle people so what I do is depending on how many people are I, I divide them into teams usually about four to five person on a team and it takes some like math skills or some thinking to like figure out a way that every rotation different teams so that essentially is you want to have this so that every team plays every other team so that right and you kind of need like even amount of teams right yeah yeah it's you just kind of have to play with the numbers it kind of makes my brain explode a little bit but <laughs> the idea is to have a few people on every team and then and then you have however many people or, or games you have four different stations of you know with a, one game at each station and try to pick games like wits and wagers or things that are a little more simple to understand and to get into so you don't have to spend a lot of time with the setup of a game and so 
you have you, you have so many minutes maybe 20 30 minutes per round where you know team one is playing team two and then the next round you say okay this is this this t these teams are at this station and and everybody moves and so and so essentially everyone gets to play every game against a different team and so you're you're mingling with different people and getting the chance to play in smaller groups but everybody's playing and and then you get points for um you know winning a game and and then and then the team with the most points at the end of all the rounds wins some candy or whatever kind of prize but yeah it's a great way i've done it i did it for a youth group thing as well and not a lot of them knew each other or like the boys and the girls didn't want to talk to each other but it was a great way you know we had like an adult at each station to help the, the younger kids and and they would yeah it was a great way to have them mingle and do some fun things but not nobody's sitting around everyone's involved and engaged and kind of mixing it up and it's a great way to do that with a big group and play a bunch of different games that because everybody has different strengths some are mm -hmm. better some are better at you know more of the critical thinking or the you know the expressive with the drawing and so we try to pick games that allow every type of strength to come through and everybody can excel at any one of them and some of us are just better at luck so we we so, tend to <laughs> luck and that's just fine <laughs> you don't want anyone to feel dumb like that's the thing it's you don't want anyone to feel frustrated or you know so you try to pick games that are a little kind of more in the middle um, that aren't as polarizing because you know nobody wants that well and i love the idea of us doing it on new year's because you do have a lot of free time on new year's generally i mean at least when the family was getting together it was kind of like the whole evening we had yeah. and we're up way later than you normally would be and you have dinner and then you're like now what do we do for now we have six okay. hours until yeah. 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 a lot of people and and it also was it allows you to have a big age span like you can yeah. have little that are on the same team as old. so you're all working together and so it involves everyone um, all different ages and you know grandmas and grandpas and yeah it really allows everyone to kind of have some involvement and yeah and they loved it I mean it was fun to to you know see who would win and we had the big you know have the big scoreboard and, and see where you are in the rankings and yeah it's just a real really fun way to mingle and mix it up and spend some time and hopefully not have fights. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea for my teenagers too, because I feel like so much of the draw nowadays is to just go pop on a video game oh, and there's sure. just not the same interaction with that as there is when yeah. you're playing an and, actual board game. And how we kind of tailor it for our family, like when on the times when we haven't been, like we've done this on New Year's with just our family or Christmas Day, we've even done it, where we have a tournament with our at the time we had five and so every person picks a game and and then we we assign a point value to each game depending on how long it took or how difficult it was and and then the winner of that game would get that amount of points and we kept it in a, in a scorebook and and then the person people at the end we've done it you know over thanksgiving and then nathan's given them money for christmas shopping um, oh cool so so we, if, if, if our family is home and we have a lot of time, that's how we kind of tailor the tournament style. And it allows, so, you know, cause maybe some, like no one else likes Monopoly, the kids hate it, but I love it. So that's my choice. So then they can whine about it, but I say, you choose your game and then we'll play yeah. that. And so yeah. the idea is pick the game you like and the game that you're the best at, like that's how it's supposed to be so that it's fair. Cause you know, all always has to be fair in their eyes, but yeah, it's like, we've done it. And then, 
Um, we have a family score book that we've kept for years where any game we've ever played with anyone who's visited us, we've written the scores in that book. And, and we've kind of written, you know, a little bit about the circumstance. We just write a line or two, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, who's there. And, and it's just fun to look back on, you know, cause Nathan says, Oh, I've, I always win sellers of Catan. We're like, check the book. <laughs> just check and then look back and think, Oh, look, how cute. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's been a fun thing that Nathan started. I think back about four years ago, we have about to finish our first book of our scores. So it's a fun this way. This makes me need work. to come back and visit you so I can be part of the book. Cause uh, yeah, I feel like we always end up just staying up talking. Now we need to make sure we flip some of those games in too. Oh, that, that is the hard thing. I find even when we just get together, you know, with family around here, we always bring games and everyone loves games, but you have to like make an effort and say, we're playing games right now because otherwise the time will just pass and yeah. everybody lit up and you don't know where no one's interacted and yeah I just think it just takes intention and it takes yeah if you have people over and you know that that would be a fun activity you have to make it happen you can't just say oh well when things die down we'll bust out a game like it you kind of have to make it happen that has to be the planned activity right yeah and it yeah some people care about it more than others but I I find it's just a great way to to mix up a group and have people get talking easily and you know if you have friends over or church groups or anything it's it's a great it's my go-to way to get people to interact and break the ice and then it yeah it just kind of goes from there well I love it too I just think it's so much fun I love the I love to be a little bit competitive but I'm not as competitive as I was when I was younger so I can be having a lot more fun yeah. than like, I used to you be we want to go a little we realize it maybe not be life or death if we win <laughs> like it's probably gonna be okay either way but Unless Nathan loses Settlers of Catan, then maybe yeah. it might be. flipping tables. Then we're flipping tables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Is there anything else that you can think of that you wanted to share about that? One other tradition we have, kind of another way we've built our games collection, is every Christmas and birthday we give a gift. Everybody gets a game. Every individual person gets a new game. And then we write in the in the cover of the game and in the inside of the board of the box, we write, you know, Tate to Tate, Merry Christmas, 2018. And, um, you know, it's just, and then, so then we, every time we play that game, we're like, Oh, you know, this was when Tate got this and, and we have, you know, we have them from the 15 years. They're all written in the, in the Which box. Which is one way that you've built up such a collection. Is that yeah. It's another do. way. And yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, and I also think, you know, like, I lost my dad and, and anything I have with his handwriting or, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a special gift. And so my thinking is that the, the kids will get these games and they'll, it'll have our handwriting in and, you know, we write like love you or a little something and it becomes like a family heirloom in a way, you know, it just becomes a little more meaningful than just, just a game. And yeah, that's, so we build our collection and also just it's become a tradition and, and that's something they look forward to every year. So I'm going to have to get a list of all of your favorites for my show notes so that people can link up and just look at whatever yeah. your fun ideas are. Cause you have some really fun ones that I, you need all the links for as well. It's, I think gums are, games, gums. I think games are such a fun family tradition. I love, I love that time together. We try to do it on Sundays and we were really, really good for about a year, but we've just kind of fallen off the wagon with the new home church thing that 
happened. It's hard to fit everything in, but we're determined we're, to we've get kind of kind of been able to do it because we consider, you know, it's we're not necessarily learning about the gospel or anything, but that's a, our family's connecting, and to me, that's yeah. part of it, you know. And so yeah. it's, it's kind of actually allowed us, you know, we come home from church, we we watch the Book of Mormon video of the week. Mm-hmm. And we have a discussion and then we start our game tournament and and so it's it just sets a great tone for our, our whole day and it's been really fun i'd love that love it love it okay, anything else on your heart you wanted to share you can think of i just think it's a fun way for families to connect and totally worth the time and the fighting because i mean we have you know a one-year-old and a 12-year-old that and then we have a how old is Riley? Six and nine. And yeah, there's fighting and it sometimes it does not seem worth it, but everybody remembers the good times. And I'm like, were you there? Were you playing that game? But as far <laughs> as they remember, and I just, I pray and I hope that as they get older, that when they think of our family, they look back on these times and think, oh, we, we always played games together. And that was such a fun time. And that's the stuff they remembered. Nobody remembers what they got for Christmas last year, like the big gifts, but everybody remembers our games and the things that we played. And yeah, I just, I, I, it's an important thing in our family and I feel like it could be a great thing for lots of families. That's so awesome. Oh, well, thank you for sharing all this. Let's tell our audience really quick where we can find you on Instagram and then we'll go into our three helpful and happy questions. So tell us your handle really quick. It's um, fun.family.games. So fun family games with periods in the middle. (laughs) And it's so fun. I love it because it shows your game closet and it's already got, you know. Yeah, we're just just getting started because it's going to take us a while to to get but yeah I'm, I'm my plan is to just show each game and how it's played I mean not the rules necessarily but how it works in our family and there's certain games that we've had to tailor so that little kids can play and the older so just kind of tips for some fun games that you may not have heard of or tried and then ways to make them work for families and well and I've learned things about your family just from following that that I in your few posting I'm like Man, I need to talk to Megan yeah. more. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're, I got our three helpful and happy questions, and I throw this in here to relate our podcast over to our website, which covers family recipes, travel, and homemaking hacks. So our first question is, what is your favorite food or meal? Well, I hate to be cliche here, but it's got to be Chick-fil-A. I, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> That's not something I make, but if I could, if I had one week to live, I would spend it traveling around to different restaurants. I would not cook. I would have people serve me and a lot of it would be chicken and Chick-fil-A, but. And tell them that it was their pleasure to to serve you. It just makes you feel so good. Everyone's so nice and helpful. So So what's your favorite thing to eat at Chick-fil-A? Do you have something that you get every time? I mean, I'm kind of like old and cheap at this point, but whatever I tend to have a coupon for, I, I, that's what I go for, but it's all so good. I can't even like the, the, I just normally just get a Chick-fil-A sandwich and fries, but if I'm trying to eat a little healthier, I'll go with the grilled sandwich or grilled nuggets and, but it's, it's all very good. I feel like I've hopped around the menu. I really liked the chicken club for a while. That was like when I was pregnant with James. I would get that one all the time. This time of year, it's the peppermint milk milkshake for me. It's my favorite. Yeah, I don't even like peppermint, but we got to try it at our local Chick-fil-A. And yeah, it was with the little shavings of chocolate and the little yes. peppermint. Like, 
who knew? Why don't they put those little chocolate shavings in everything? Like oh all of, my gosh, so good. I don't, it's yeah, it was like a little little something for you to chew at the end. Oh it, yeah, so good. So good. I didn't know you don't like peppermint. I'm learning so many things from talking no, yeah, with you. No, not a super huge. I mean, I just feel like it tastes too much like toothpaste. So. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay. So what's the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation? Um, well, probably the, I I got to study abroad in Vienna. So culturally that was amazing, but you know, it's not as meaningful as it is when you're sharing it with someone you love. So the trips that Nathan and I've gone on for our 10, 10th anniversary, we we went to St. Martin. Um, and yeah, pretty much any vacation that involves the beach and a lot of food that's in abundance and available at all times. Is, <laughs> is I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I grew up going to like Gettysburg and, you know, I'm like, this is not a vacation. I want to sit and eat. Like, I don't want to <laughs> visit historical sites. I appreciate them. I love them. So I guess at this time in life, it's, yeah, we've been to Cancun and, and Cabo, but yeah, any all-inclusive beach situation is the top of the list. And then with Nathan, obviously. Yeah, I think we need to join you. I think we need to ditch the kids and go eat lots of food and sit on the beach. <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. Like I don't, you can swim and they bring you stuff. They're like, Do you, would you like some nachos in the pool? I'm like, yes, I would. I would <laughs> like nachos in the pool. <laughs> It's the most wonderful thing. I don't understand why everyone just doesn't do that all the time, but it's weird. (laughs) But yeah, just people bringing me things. It's great. I appreciate it. Well, I don't have much of a beach, but you can sit on a towel in my living room and I'll bring you food. You'll bring me? That would be lovely. Yeah. Just provide me with unlimited nachos and virgin (laughs) and all. Or pina coladas. Yeah, it's all, it's all very good. I say, I don't have the drinks down so much, but I do have like diet Dr. Pepper and some, some diet Cokes. We yeah, could throw yeah, in some raspberry splashers well, and some lime or something. Your, your heat, was it the Heath dip? Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll just give you loads of apple yeah. dip. With a spoon. I don't even need that many apples. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just have a little spoon and some private time. It'd be great. we'll link up to the apple dip that is like one of my go-to things to bring to all the holiday parties everyone loves it can't understand why it's so delicious like it doesn't you know it's just a dip but holy cow it's something (laughs) (laughs) it's like an experience just shut your eyes and get a spoon and you can have some great times (laughs) you could be in it's love it. I, I do have the apples with it so that I'm pretending to be healthy yeah, when I eat it. Yeah. Well, I, I would keep them there for appearances. Like, look at me with the fruit I'm having, but you know, I might just lick the same apple over and over again. Just <laughs> that's what my kids do. Yeah. That's one way to do it. That's oh, funny. Okay. So last question. Do you have a homemaking hack for us? I'm not sure if this is a hack, but I do all the things in the instant pot. Like I don't, I, that's not very creative or, or original, but. Or the I, magic pot as our nephew yeah, calls it. If you're I don't, I mean, I, the hardest part, I need to have eight of them so that I don't have to wash them as often. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's, that would be the hack is have eight instant pots. And then, cause you know, you got to, you, you get the chick, the frozen chicken breast in there and you go from frozen to 
you know, cooked and then you shred the chicken breast and put it in any meal and then it goes back in the instant pot. I, we just last night did chicken noodle soup and, and bread bowls and, you know, it was, yeah, all thanks to the little instant pot and it just brings me such joy because, yeah, I don't have time to, one, I'm worried that a kid's going to knock over something on the stove and two, I don't have time to stand over a stove. So, uh, yeah, it's not original. Especially but it, when you're working and you're doing kids and you're Totally. You got to yeah. have time for those games. You got to have yeah, quick, I work, quick dinner yeah, time. I work from home. And so I, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, always doing 18 things at the same time. And the old instant pot never lets me down. She's <laughs> <laughs> always there for me. I love mine too. I took me a while to kind of figure it out. Or were you like, yeah. felt like you got it right at the beginning? Cause it took me, it was kind of a learning curve for me. Well, I had to like join all these Facebook groups that were specific to instant pots and just read everybody's comments about their things that probably took more time than necessary. But yeah, it just helped to know what was smart to, cause something people are like, Oh, it's just, everything's kind of bland, but it, I feel like certain things it's so great for like we use it for pasta and and cooking meat quickly and soups and all the things and corn on the cob is so good and it's <gasps> I've never done corn well, on the it cob. is like the best because you just literally put it in there with and you can put some butter and some other stuff in there but it's like one minute once it's come to pressure and it is like perfectly crispy and beautiful and you don't have to watch a boiling pot and have it boil over and yeah it's just it's so great I'm going to have to do that. I love them for my hard-boiled eggs. Have you tried yeah. hard-boiled eggs? And they peel so easy. Yes, that is. But yeah, Nathan just said to me yesterday, why don't you do that more often? I just forget to make eggs. I don't know. What do you put them in? Do you just eat them? Oh, sometimes my kids just eat them. Sometimes Warren goes through phases where he just really likes them. So yeah, I like I like them like on salads. Like if I yeah. do a cob salad or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I like egg salad sandwiches, but my family not so much. So yeah. that doesn't always work. You don't like mayo though, right? So yeah. that well, I don't mind it, but an egg salad sandwich sounds like my nightmare. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it doesn't have mustard in it. I don't like mustard, right? It doesn't have mustard. Yeah, I think you could do either or, but yeah, I used to put mustard, but I like mustard. I have like psychological issues with foods and that's one of them. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. No mustard for Megan. Don't feed her mustard. Because <laughs> nightmares yeah i'm scared of it so when you come and you lay on your towel on my living room floor i'm not giving you honey mustard chicken that's not going to be one of our foods I, I don't mind it if it has a lot of other stuff like i like mustard like ground mustard and like sloppy joes and things i don't mind it but so like what I, about chick-fil-a sauce do you like chick-fil-a no, sauce I don't. no which is a shocker with your love for no, chick-fil-a I, for any time I'm in charge of any event, I always have Chick-fil-A cater it and people get mad at me because I forget to get Chick-fil-A sauce because I don't like it. I like the Polynesian sauce. It's oh, so funny. Oh yeah. I can't even get enough of that stuff. <laughs> so, Oh, well, I could talk with you about this all day long. This is so great. And I feel like I'm so glad that you could come on this time of year because we just have a little bit more time to be with the family, especially in the house. During the summer, we definitely have some time too, but I feel like it's more outside time. Like yeah. we're running to the pool or on vacation or the beach or something. Yeah. So I love well, yeah. the games for Christmas, Christmas break. break. Yeah. The first two days are so full of hope and then you're just going downhill, you know, <laughs> everybody's fighting and you wish school would start and you're like going to send them to a special holiday camp. But yeah, if, if you just take a little intention and a little planning, it can not be as horrible. Oh, I love it, Megan. Okay. Well, I'll link up to your Instagram profile too, so people can go and start following you there. 
Oh, yeah, that'd be great. All right. Thanks, Megan. Hey, thanks, you. I could just talk to Megan all day long. I just love her. I hope you have enjoyed getting to know her a little bit and learning about what her and her family do. I just love their traditions and the example that she is to me in my life. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with one of your friends or all of your friends and all your family. Grab some of these great ideas that she had and put them in your life. Go follow her at Fun Family Games on Instagram. And we would love it if you would give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcast and subscribe if you're enjoying this. We're so happy that you're listening and with us. Have a fabulous, fabulous Thanksgiving.